Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. Three, two, action. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other Seeing People. Seeing Other People. Jonas, right. take it away with your big news. Just go. Just do it. <laughs> there's there, there's no point in talking about anything else because right now literally nothing else matters. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it is it is one of those days uh, <laughs> that the secret project that I've alluded to for so long um, is my movie Dating in New York, which you guys have heard me talk about in the past. But we are premiering our movie at the Tribeca Film Festival, which will take place in June. Um, and it's really a dream come true in a thousand million ways. And I've had to keep it a secret for a couple of weeks, let alone the fact that I was waiting to hear back for almost months. It's kind of like waiting to hear a text back from your ex. But <laughs> sorry, not from your ex. You're waiting to get a text back from your crush, but you're waiting eight months. And then they respond and it's like a good response. So... The movie, actually very cool. As of, as of tomorrow or today, I guess, Tuesday, when the episode comes out, you can literally go buy a ticket for $15. You can watch it at home. And Already? We'll, think, well, no, no, in June. Oh, <laughs> but oh you my can, God. Like, I was reserve- like, I'm canceling all my plans. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. In, in, <laughs> we have Ooh. some time. I can fill in more specifics in future episodes. But you can go get a ticket. You can go learn about the movie. It's called Dating in New York, TribecaFilmFestival.com, or any one of our social feeds and you can reserve a ticket for $15 if you want to see it as part of the festival, which will include like a cool, you know, intro video and other fun stuff like that. Um, and yeah, today we got to announce it. So like literally it's like just, you know, press control. And like seeing Guys, what I've been, I've been hearing about this since mine and Jonah's first date. Like that's what he was yeah. working on. He was about to start like production for it. And it's just, it's really, really cool to, to see all of this happen. And I mean, I've been telling friends about this for years and they're like, when can we see it? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and I saw like the, I was very lucky to be invited to see like one of the first, first cuts of it, like way before the pandemic started. And it, this isn't like a movie where it's like, oh yeah, like I know the person who made it, like a friend of mine made this movie, like this little film, like, no, this is something that like would genuinely pop up as a Netflix original on Netflix. I would then be in like the top 10 and everyone would be talking about it. Like it's phenomenal. And it's so like, I, it just, the whole thing, everything about it is perfect and is so like relatable and real and, uh, me and Zoe, if you don't know who Zoe is, my dog, me and Zoe do make a cameo for about one second. And so right. if not for if not for any other reason, just you have to see it to see little Zozo. You got a great cameo opening scene in the movie. Um, but yeah, so everyone, before you listen to these episodes, go check it out. 
uh, dating in New York, Tribeca Film Fest. If you're interested yeah. in watching a rom-com with Jabuki on White, Francesca Rielli, Kat Cohen, Arturo Castro, Taylor Hill, Jerry Ferrara, Alana and Zoe Alex Dunn. Moffat, Alana Dunn, Zoe Dunn. Um, so that's the <laughs> cast of the movie. Um, if you guys do want to go watch, you know, check that out, please do. Please support. Alana, tell us about our awesome guest today. Okay, so first of all, this guest has been in such high demand and is um, there. We have two guests. So we have Allie and Rourke from Finding Mr. Hype, the podcast. And I've been watching Allie's videos. She's a dating coach. I've been watching her videos on TikTok for so long. And she and I recently connected and like huge, huge, huge fan of hers. And so many of you requested that uh, we collab with them. And um, I think also this is like such an high in demand topic, which is situationships. And so we are going to talk about all of the ins and outs of situationships, how to tell if you're in one, how to know if you need to get out of it, how to try and avoid getting into one. Uh, we answer some listener questions and we get into some good debates and have some really, really insightful, like light bulb off in your head moments. So we're really excited. So let's bring it into the episode. Finding Mr. Height, Situationships, Allie Vork, Alana Jonah, Zoe Dunn. We out. And we are now in the episode. Welcome to the episode, everyone. Hello. Are we everyone? Hi. We're everyone. Did someone, whis- did someone <laughs> just whistle or is that just my screen? Did, did anyone that hear, just hear that? That was my cat. That was a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That was my cat. That was your, your cat makes bird sounds? They are actually hunting a bird as we speak out on my balcony. You're being serious. This is like I, this was. I heard like a bird escape a situation, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, they can't reach the bird. There's glass in Copy. between them and the bird, but they don't know that. Jonah, Got do you it. have a birdie in your room? I don't. I was watching my family's dog, and for the past like 24 hours, oh. and she's no longer here. But she's she was very nice. She is. Her name's Birdie, but it's a dog. For our listeners at home, don't get confused. Um, I know her name is Birdie, but she's a dog, not a bird. Very hey, I had a lot of pet birds growing up. Don't hate on the pet bird thing. A lo- what's a lot of? Like, I think we had like 10 oh. throughout my first what? like 12 years of life. That's, that is a lot. That's yeah. a lot of birds. I think that was my parents' way of like holding us off from realizing why don't we have a dog? It worked for a while until Did it, it didn't. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. would love to unpack why it's taken us almost 30 episodes for this to be the first time I've ever heard that you grew up with 10 birds in your house. <laughs> Not all at once. Not all at once at different times. But yeah, there's there are things you don't know about me, Jonah. I just feel like it's a very interesting thing. I think you should, do, you, do you ever say that on dates? Like even three dates in, you never Great brought up back. that you had that you had seen 10 birds go through lives in your home. That's that's more than most people ever will live, you know, to know 10 different birds. That I don't is know. We're here to talk true. about dating. We're here to talk We're about We're here to dating. talk about situationships. Yeah. Um, do you two want to take a moment and let everyone know who you are and, and what you're all about? Yeah, um, I'm Allie. I am uh, at Finding Mr. Height on, uh, on Instagram is what a lot of people know me by, but I... I'm a, a dating coach as a little bit of a side hustle, and I've been doing that for about a year. Gosh, it's been about a year. Um, and about two months ago, uh, my good friend Rourke and I launched a podcast, Finding Mr. Height, the podcast, and that's how we got connected with you, beautiful people. Congratulations. Yeah. Beautiful people. Yeah. Um, I'm Rourke, and I am Allie's hype man. Um, I have <laughs> no business like she does giving um this advice and yet here i am Untrue. and 
um, no, we're just having a great time. And, um, you know, two girls in their thirties talking about what it's like out there on the scene. I love it. What, what is it like out there on the scene? Tell us. Alana, something I have to own in my friendships and dating is that I am a horse girl. And (laughs) so I think you now have to own that you're a bird girl. And like this, these are our crosses to bear. No, I'm a cat girl. It's okay. But, I'm a dog girl. I like dogs. I'm not. Horse, no, her, I'm not horsey. owning that. I'm a bird girl. I'm sorry. So you grew up riding horses. Is that what horse girl means? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a quest, is it called a equestrian? What's the term? Equestrian. Equestrian. It's an equestrian. Equestrian. I like equestrian a little bit better though. <laughs> yeah, I'm a It's like an aquarium <laughs> for horses. We learn words on this just show. A horse stable. Um, that's exciting. I didn't know. Okay. Fun details about pets and congratulations on launching your podcast. That's very, um, that's a huge thing to do. And I'm sure we have a lot. We will relate to each other about literally how the fuck do we record, make it interesting, keep a conversation going. All these things that Alana and I have like, you know, when we launched this podcast, it was pandemic times. We did like yeah. one episode in real life. And then the next thing we knew we were doing it over zoom and it just, there should be more podcasts about how to create podcasts. I think. Um, I, I'm sure there are. We just don't listen to them. I'm sure there are. But like, are they mm. good advice? Because how many yeah. podcasts are there out there? Right. Exactly. Like, do they actually know what they're talking about to the extent that they had a successful podcast and then went back and said, let me tell you what we did then didn't work? You know, exactly. kind of like dating. I have been uh, kind of like dating. That's literally yeah. what we're doing every week. Been like, let me tell you about what I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> And time for a shout out to our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. I have in my hands right here my happy gummies, which I actually have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight left in my jar. And it started with 50. And that means that 42 times I have chosen to be happy. I've chosen that I want to have a happy mindset. And that's a really cool thing about mindset wellness and all of their gummies and and drops and stuff is you can actually decide like, you know what, I want to, I want to be restful. I want to be calm. I want to feel focused. I want to feel happy. And you can choose what mindset you want. And their CBD gummies actually really work and help you and kind of relieve you of the anxiety you're feeling that's preventing you from being in that mindset. So I really love them. I, I've had a great 42 times of being happy on command and I'm looking forward to many, many more. I just actually re I ordered a hundred jar of the rest ones because I'm obsessed with those as well. And uh, hopefully you've tried them by now. If not, highly recommend also an amazing gift for Mother's Day for all of your stressed out, anxious moms. Um, head to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and use code seeing other people for 10% off and free shipping. Back to the app. Um, well, thank you guys for being here. Situationships, Great word. Great modern word for figuring out what the hell certain relationships might be. We have, of course, pulled Urban Dictionary definitions of what a situationship is. But do we want to all go around quickly and just say our own quick definition of what we think a situationship might be? I love that. That can be fun. Um, All right, Alana, you're in my upper left-hand corner. Why don't you start us off? Wow, I'm in my upper right-hand corner. Bizarre. What's it like over there? Um, Situationship. I feel like situationship just defines modern dating, though that's not a definition, but it's it's a thing. It's when you don't know what it is because you're not communicating enough to actually understand what it is. So there's something going on with someone, but 
are you casually hooking up are you do you even like each other is it gonna go somewhere is it not you don't know you're just in a thing and that's a situationship next yeah i Allie, think for me yeah if I, if I can take the baton Please. i think for me it's the uncertainty about the end goal that defines it Ooh, of that's like good. where <laughs> thanks ali like is full of gems guys it, it's like really it's really intimidating, it kind of defines life that actually oh defines God. life if you think about it oh wow okay yeah this is too much <laughs> keep going you just got too real. there's this meme that i really like that says like i really like my life's cast but i'm unsure of the plot mm-hmm. and i relate to it a lot but in any case i think that's what there could be so many variations of a situationship, but at the end of the day, it's that one or both people is unsure of where it's going in wow. that nebulous term. I approve or, of that definition. Okay. Let's yeah. Now we're, now we're screwed. Cause I don't know if there's any way to top that definition. I was going to but- say, I'm, I'm a big believer in like not speaking when you feel like you're not adding anything. And I don't know that I'm going to add anything right now. I think that those two points really capture it. It's, it's the lack of communication. It's the ill definition. And I think it's sort of like, it leads to an insecurity of your own feelings and mm. not feeling confident in, in a dynamic, which can be really scary. Yeah. Um, by the way, something that Alana and I probably don't subscribe to is the idea of uh, not adding things uh, that need to be added to. We'd love to just add to the conversation whenever we possibly can. <laughs> um, but uh, I agree with everyone here. I like the profoundness. My answer is slightly more specific in that I believe a situationship is simply a label to give meaning to what we are doing with somebody else. Specifically, a situationship is the top and the lower header is like, we sleep together every Sunday because we get lonely on Sundays or we booty call each other during the week or we're neighbors. So we like go on dates once in a while or they live on... They live in LA and visit every Thanksgiving. So like we, it's all like sex related, which I'm realizing probably isn't a good thing that I'm thinking of right now. But um, there is a, I did a web series for a website called Elite Daily a couple of years ago, 2015, when like modern dating had started to become like self-aware, not as much as it is right now, but like 2015 level stuff. And the show title was called Microships. And shout out to my sister who came up with that title. And basically it was about these just... Microship is basically like a 48 hour romance. It's like when you match with someone on a Friday or Thursday, you meet up and like you spend the entire weekend together because sometimes this happens and you like have the entire roller coaster of like a relationship. And then like it just, you don't, it just doesn't continue. It just stops. Um, That would be a situation ship to me. And like uh, in that case, microship, weekend relationship, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that's my definition. That's interesting to me because when I think about it, I think of something like very long term. I think of Same. something that's drawn out that continues because either like nobody's bringing up anything that would end it because you're both just like kind of in limbo indefinitely. Yeah. Is what I think. Like Jonah, what you were describing, I would think of more as a fling. Mm. Yeah, well, is that because it's is that because it's um it's is that because it's finite? Is that because we know that it was going to end? Yeah, or that that's it a good did. Point. Like or I think they did. Yeah, I think for me, it's kind of what you said, Alana. There's longevity attached to a situation mm-hmm. There's like because I think part of the uncertainty is in the longevity of it. It's like, well, we've been doing X, Y, Z. Insert whatever you've been doing for insert amount of time you've been doing it. So what's happening? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, here's what Urban Dictionary defines as a situationship. And of course, we we go by Urban Dictionary, yeah. not, you know, Merriam-Webster. No, holy grail. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, a situationship is kind of like a relationship, but more of a situation. Friends with benefits are a situationship. People that are a thing are in a situationship. Another one. If two people are considered to be complicated, they're most likely in a situationship. A la it's complicated Facebook relationship status. Oh. Started that one. Um if somebody isn't your boyfriend or girlfriend because of a fear of being labeled, they are definitely in a situationship. Example. I'm in a situationship because I'm not single, but I'm not in a relationship. I yeah. think I think those definitely kind are you of cover. Are you saying yourself? No, you that was an example it. that was given. Oh, example, God, you will. You could. I thought you meant like example. Me, I'm in a situationship. <laughs> no, you're for an official once, boyfriend. For once in my life, I'm not in a situationship. God bless. No. I don't pray, but like God bless whoever above. Let this happen. <laughs> yeah me either but that's because there's nobody so it's very clear it's very clear <laughs> but i think rourke and i made a face together at one of those points and that was that friends with benefits is a situationship mm. i very much think that's something entirely different i agree oh please please elaborate please elaborate well i think that friends with benefits is defined in the mm -hmm. sense that you are friends, you just have benefits. It's not going anywhere. I mean, sometimes one person could have feelings, right? But in theory, a friends with benefits relationship is where both people have entered into it knowing the score. Yes. So we're saying situationships need to be inherently vague? Like, or... Well, Jonah, they... think, think about it. So uh, we had an episode recently where a former friend with benefit of mine, Alex, came on and we talked about how like we had a whole discussion and debate and about the terms and we signed mm -hmm. a contract. Jonah, this relates to the plot of your movie as well. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Feel you free can. To That's okay. fine. It, this Shout relates to the plot of your movie where yeah. they also sign a contract. People who like people who go into a friends with benefits situation, the majority of the time know what they are entering into. Yes. Yes. Okay, right. so we're crossing but, so, that one off the list. But friends of benefits, so friends, but friends of benefits is a type of situationship. No, 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 because but you, it's <laughs> friends with benefits is a type of situation. I don't, I, I tell, say it again because I didn't, I don't, I didn't. Well, I have comprehension issues. If we're kind of all aligned that a situationship is almost defined by the lack of of understanding of what it is because there hasn't been that communication because you don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Friends with benefits is what it is. It's friends with benefits. So you have a I friend who like you're hooking up with. Go. No, you're fine. What? Jonah, I think that a situationship is defined by role insecurity. What am I to this person? And friends with benefits, you are their friend and that occasionally sleep together, but you are not the person that they, you know, introduce at a company function as your girlfriend. Like there is role definition in being a friends with benefit. There is not role definition in being a situationship. Well, hold on then. Okay. And just cause this is fun and I like to counter stuff like this, just for the sake of conversation, you're at a work function. You're going to introduce your situationship and your friends with benefit the exact same way to somebody else. You would, your friends with benefit wouldn't be with you at that work function. Why not? Well, hold on. Hold, well, I mean, maybe well, I, I've, if I had a friends with benefits who I like this, I mean, I think maybe what I'm hung up on is that friends with benefits is such a slippery slope of people, two people never actually being down. Like friends with benefits is the ultimate like 
curse because everyone thinks we're just going to be friends and have sex. And then, of course, someone is going to catch feelings. They always do. In the case that Alana brought up with her and her buddy Alex, he caught feelings. Alana started ghosting him when she moved back to America. And like we got into the into like the nitty gritty of like what actually happened. They had beef. He resented her. She was busy. She didn't want to do long distance. All these things started to present themselves. So I think maybe where I'm getting hung up is like that friends of benefits ultimately never works. So therefore it does turn into some type. It may devolve into one. Okay. I think we're all getting aligned on that. It can become one if feelings get introduced. If one person is like, Oh, well, like we started as friends with benefits, but now it seems like, we're becoming something and maybe it's going somewhere, but I don't really know how they feel. Yes. I think, I think we're all getting aligned that it can definitely lead to a situation shift. By the way, real quick, we did gloss over the fact that the it's complicated thing on Facebook. I wish someone, I mean, maybe someone did, but someone needs to write a think piece about how that exact feature was probably the downfall of like romance or like monogamy in America or the world. <laughs> I That is giving way too much credit, but I have a traumatic experience with that status oh please tell us because so when i was in college i was i guess i was in a situationship with a guy okay we didn't know that 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 was a term at the time but like we would like hang out at frat parties and then like hook up whatever so we were doing that and then he told me that we had to stop because this other girl that he had also been in a situation we were not exclusive like just to be clear but this other girl that he was also in a situationship with was upset that he was hanging out with me and she forced him to make their relationship status on Facebook. It's complicated, like a literal use of that status. Ouch. And, and it was because everybody obviously knew that he and I had been talking. And so then like the next day he was, it's complicated with this other person. And it was like the talk of, the school in in retrospect it was a really lame talk of the school moment but I'm, i mean i'm sure it was a huge deal yes like well, that that sounds i'm i former me is getting stressed hearing this because yeah. i know if like you see that pop you see that pop up and it's just like oh my god what is happening yes so that wasn't that's another major part of the story that i kind of glossed over i didn't know it was going to happen i woke up looked at my facebook feed and saw so and so is it's complicated with <laughs> And not only did you see, but everyone saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now that we know that story, we can all sleep at night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think we can sum it up with a few different examples of like what a situation ship could be outside of a potential later on in the friends with benefits situation. But it can be people to people who like each other and are hanging out, but and going on dates, but they're afraid to have the DTR talk. It could be people who are consistently seeing each other, but they're not exclusive and they haven't really been introducing each other to their friends or kind of bringing each other into their world. You're just like hanging out behind closed doors. It could be that person that you regularly text or FaceTime constantly, but never actually hang out with in real life. And I've had so many of these situationships where like I'm in a full on like emotional relationship with this with multiple guys but we we don't actually see each other we just spend every waking minute in constant communication but never in person i've been there yep um it could be the person you're not necessarily sure about so you won't commit to them but you continue seeing them until you're like oh like i'll figure it out as i go um yeah i think there are a lot of examples they could be but just 
hearing those, um, Allie, thank you for sharing your college situationship. Jonah or Rourke, do either of you have one to share? Rourke? Go for it, Jonah. It's all you. Oh, these, <laughs> these listeners have heard all, you know, well, most of my adventures in romancing, but we, they haven't heard yours. So I don't think I actually end up in this that often because I'm a very black and white, like line drawing person. And I also don't really like to, this has been coming up a lot on our podcast is that I don't really like to text, communicate with people that I'm dating. I like to text with girlfriends. And so um, I don't really end, I don't end up in sort of like a emotional communication relationship with somebody. But um, I would say my closest thing to a situationship was probably what I was with a person I ended up dating subsequently for two and a half years where he and I sort of like, were like, let's kind of try this in a casual way where we will be exclusive, but we won't really tell anyone about it. And then I um, had to travel for seven weeks and couldn't communicate with anybody. And so we used that as a period to consider what we were going to do. And then when we came back, we decided to date for two and a half years. But like that time was was very confusing and stressful and frustrating. Yeah. Interesting. I, hmm, thinking, okay. Well, I, I guess I have a situationship, but I also, mm, uh, yeah, I guess the closest thing I have to a situationship is a, mm, a coworker experience. But then I'm like, is that friends with benefits? But then I'm like, it's a coworker experience. And because we were working together and she just got out of a serious relationship, then I was like, we kind of knew it was a fleeting thing. So that does equate to like how much time we had together. But I think perhaps what I'm, like more wondering my head goes to is like, are situationships good or bad? And I know that's not really what you asked Alana, but I'm, my head is like, was it a good thing or a bad thing? And I also just sort of want to open that up to all, all of us. Like are situationships a cop out from confronting our own fear of commitment? Um, or are they a beautiful blessing in disguise as a way to navigate the ever changing landscape of modern romance? Um, God. I, I'm Ali. I'm seeing some head nods. And I actually don't know if you're nodding towards it being a good thing or a bad thing. So I'm very curious. I think it's somewhere in between those two things. Like I okay. don't, I don't think I would say that situationships are like a great way to discover anything. Like they're for me, they're a great way to get anxious about everything, which <laughs> describes a lot of things um, for me. But I also don't think that they're inherently bad and always bad. Like I also had a similar story to Rourke where I had a situationship with someone where we did eventually decide to date. Mm. And we were what just was kind that, of, what, what defined that? Like how did you come to that decision together? So we originally, he was leaving, moving cities. Um, I live in New York. He was moving to Philly when we like decided to rekindle things. It was somebody I'd previously dated and he decided we were like okay we want to try things again but you're leaving so like is this a thing we want to do long distance both of us said no and then but we're like ah, but let's just have fun for a few months until you leave Hmm. and then as those months progressed it's funny that you mentioned the work function jonah because i brought him to a work function and afterwards i said to him i was like it's really a bummer that i 
that I don't get to introduce you as my boyfriend, that like, you're not mine. And he was like, well, I am yours. And then we started, we had that conversation and then we're like, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing this. This is where the whole audience goes, aww. Wow. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Anybody okay. who listens to our podcast knows where the story goes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. Yeah, well, so hold is on. It, oh, is this the ex that there were the two different breakups where like the vegan yep. and this all the, that? The aspiring sober vegan. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, for our listeners who, who are now going to be listening, um, can you give us the like quick ending? Like what has this fairy tale end? Basically, so this guy like is a close mutual friend and he the first time we dated he tried to ghost me and i was like nay nay you won't be ghosting me we have a very close mutual friend no um but then when we tried to rekindle that whole story that i just told you very cute hearts happened and then we dated long distance for about six months and then he broke up with me out of nowhere for me obviously he Mm. wasn't for him and the reason he gave for breaking up with me was that he wanted to be sober and vegan and moved to Ohio so that he could donate 80% of his income to charity. Did he do those things? No. None of which is accomplished. (laughs) Which is why we call him the aspiring sober vegan. Oh my God. Well, okay. I wonder. Yeah. I mean, shucks. Okay. I don't, that's what an interesting case of like, I thought that was going to end differently. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so I thought, did I, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but we always. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I guess, so I guess maybe situationships are a good thing if all parties involved are on the same page about it. Goes back to communication, goes back to having a mutual understanding of things. Alana's disagreeing. Okay, but I feel like every situation, not every, but I've ended up in a lot of situationships where it's that whole cycle of like them being like, yeah, I don't know if I'm like really in the place to like be in a relationship right now because of like work or my career goals or yada, yada, yada. But I really like you and like want to keep hanging out with you. And so I'm like, okay. So then we're just like hanging out for months and months and like doing all the things that couples do. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, like we're definitely like dating and then they're like no like I still don't want anything serious I'm like what do you mean and like those that's how all of my situationships basically have gone and they have not been good things they have been terrible terrible experiences where Alana gets very very hurt well you got to stop hanging out with them it sounds like the text that you sent me when you broke up with me over text and said that you just got out of something and that you didn't want to enter into something else and that you were down to be friends and then me being the slightly immature at the time, 28, 29 year old was like, I'm never going to speak to her again. And then she's going to miss me. And that is mm. the power that it, a lack of, ooh, ooh, what, well, but ooh. I was like, let's pick, like, let's pick it up, like down the line. Let's stay friends. It, that was, that's different. There than is no, let's then, pick it up down the line. No, no, no. There was no, or let's I said pick like, up. maybe I'll reach out when I'm more ready. I think is what I, I said. Verbatim. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. We have those texts. We can look at them. They're on our Instagram. We'll feed. Reference them. Um, I don't believe you said that, but I, what I, what I the 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 counter to that is that having seen that and been in that position before, my lesson to myself was don't do not lead myself on. Don't get my ex. I can't change her. I can't change her opinion on me. That yeah. she told me the exact truth, and therefore I need to read it as the truth and act as it as I should. Well, AKA yes, dark now side. Of the I moon. know that, but <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, 
So when someone tells you something, they're probably they probably mean it. I guess is like what is yes, and that was the takeaway of like five years of pain. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, sometimes we get these little personal therapy sessions. I hope you guys don't mind. That's part of the scene. Other people can. Um, we learn a lot along the way. It's great. Alana, continue. I feel like you were doing a great job of point guarding us, which is my only sports reference I'll make. Um, don't don't quit while you're ahead, please. Please don't. No more sports references. Quarterbacking. Allie and I know sports. We can. We can sports. What's you up? You guys. Well, you two can. I don't Jonah know anything can. about basketball. Rourke knows about basketball. I'm more of like a football girl. I mean, Jonah literally thought the Final Four was the Fab Five in basketball. Oh, I remember so. seeing that. Oh. <laughs> Is it not? No. So okay. What so situationships. <laughs> Is that I watched The Masked Singer last night for the first time. It is the most chaotic show I've ever seen. And they, next, in two weeks, it will be the Spicy Six. So. Wait, Ooh. is that true? Yes, it's Into true. it. But Jonah, not sports. That's not, not sports. Not Still sports. not sports. That's Masked Singer. Still not sports. Okay. It's debatably Copy. a sport. <laughs> so, for people listening who are learning a lot about situationships right now, <laughs> how how can we help them? So, there, I think there are a few questions that came up when we reached out to our listeners and asked them for questions. So uh, the first one was, how do you recognize that you are actually in a situation ship? I mean, for me, I think it's that if you don't know how to define it, like if you're confused, then you probably are in a situation ship. I don't know, Rourke, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, Alana, your anecdote a couple minutes ago was perfect, where it's if you feel like you are not able to carry out sort of the emotional sta- the emotional standards you want to have with somebody, then you're probably in a situationship. Yeah, like if you feel you can't be authentic about your emotions, that you have to kind of hold yourself back, maybe. Yeah. Or if you think the other person might be doing that, because you could be it could you could be the person who doesn't want more in the scenario. Correct. Do you think the person who doesn't want more is able to recognize that they're doing this to someone else or that they're in this situation ship? Hopefully if they consume content like this, they can. <laughs> I think there's also a difference between self-awareness and acting upon that. And yep. so they might be able to recognize it and either not care or think, you know, well, she hasn't really spoken up and like, I haven't really spoken up. And so we'll sort of like play this game of emotional chicken. Yeah. Well, if you do decide, if, if one of the people does decide, like, I do have feelings for this other person, how would you go about communicating that if you know that you are, like, stuck in this situation ship, you know? Yeah, I did a, a rant about this recently on TikTok where people always ask me, like, one of the most common questions that I get from followers, clients, whatever, is how do I have the what are we conversation? Yeah, And mm. the answer is you do not. You do not have right. a what are we conversation. You have a this is what I would like us to be conversation. Ooh. And I think that that is how you go about addressing that. You use I statements. You talk about your feelings. You don't project anything onto them. And I also think that you start with your feelings versus asking them because nothing's worse than somebody asking you a question and you know they have a preferred answer, but they haven't there, told you that. There's nothing worse than that. And then someone saying... I was sort of expecting you to answer like this or trying to put, you know, you, how come you didn't say this? Yeah. Especially yeah. as like a, as like a dude, like I think sometimes a lot of times I've been like under heat, we would say. 
is when it's like the word choices I use or like other, my guy friends will be like, you know, they, they got into a fight and she gets like, she got hung up on something that I said when it's not what I really meant meant it's, and this, I know is t- it can be tough in the moment, but like what we say and what we mean are two very different things. Sometimes if we're not fantastic communicators and even when you're a good communicator stuff. So like, I don't know this is kind of tangential to that case, but maybe people will relate when they're listening. Like it's just, I would get, I had this one ex who like would always just get so like upset over like, you know, I kind of expect you to say this or how come, you know, you said these words. And I'm like, first of all, in my head, I'm like, I straight up never said that. Like, I know for a fucking fact, that's what <laughs> your narcissist actress ass thought you heard. And I'm being mean to her because she broke up with me like five times. So I don't care. And I'm allowed to be mean. When you I know I'm sensing a lot of times. hostility and I'm a little scared. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, 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 no. She, she's like, she's a nice person, but she broke up with me like legitimately three times. And I think she was secretly obsessed with herself, but we're not going to get into that. We just um, went from five to three. Yeah, well, five micro breakups and then three major ones, I'd say. So eight? And now eight. <laughs> um, We're good at math around here, Jonah. You can't get anything past us. I'm really bad at math. I'm bad at comprehension, bad at math. So, um, but no, I guess just the point is like, she'd always get hung up on these certain words or things that I said. And I'm like, I'm like, I guess I don't know. Cause I need to, obviously when I'm like under fire, I need to say something. But what I mean like up here is like you're get you're literally getting hung up on like the word choice when clearly we have a misunderstanding of what each word means. I don't know how we even got here, but <laughs> where are we? But um, I do love your answer about the what are we, and I think our listeners are really gonna love that. Which is you don't you don't have a what are we conversation. No. You say what what you guys are. Alana, is that similar to what just happened with you? Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Rook. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I want to just tack on to what Ali was saying in that I completely agree that you have to stand sort of strong in these are my feelings. This is what I would like. And then you have to then like follow through on that, because if you say that and then what you hear back is like, oh, I can't do that. I can't be that for you. You cannot say, oh, JK, JK, that, that's enough, actually. Like, let's make this work. You have to then actually be true to like what you put on the table. I think of sort of like a BATNA, like you need like a negotiation Mm. technique, right? Where it's like, you need to know like what your best alternative is to an agreement and you have to be willing to walk away. Wait, wait, that's good. Sorry. Go Jenna. Can you elaborate on just what that term is? I've never heard that term. Yeah, me either. And and what Ali, I'm shocked because I'm pretty sure we did like a training together at work (laughs) where we had to do this. Um, BATNA stands for best alternative to a negotiated agreement. And so it's like, basically, like, what are you willing to accept? And so I think like you need to have that conversation to yourself before you go into this type of dialogue, where if you are genuinely not okay with continuing like hooking up and not meeting somebody's friends and family, then you need to say like, that's my line. Or like, if you're long distance, this is getting larger, but like, if you're long distance, and you want to close that distance, and the person says, like, I can close it in six months. Is that okay? You know, like, you you have to find sort of like the outer boundaries of like, what you're okay with. Yeah, I like that. And I think the the concept of the BATNA and, and the best alternative and the best option is important to not just like this conversation, not just the what are we, but any big conversation that you're having with a potential partner or an actual partner. I think it's really important, like what you said, if if that's not what they're going to give you, that you walk away 
because and that's also why I like the idea of you first telling them, like, don't ask them, tell them what your needs are. That way it's out there. So that it's like, it's yeah. almost like you saying it out loud first makes you accountable for sticking to it and lets them hear. Yeah. I, I I'm like not finding the right words right now, but yeah, I, I wish in the past that I had done that rather than just hearing what they said and being like, okay, I'll sure. Yeah. When I really was not okay with it. Yeah. Well, you're also putting the emotional labor on them for a conversation mm -hmm. that you wanted to have, yeah. which is a pretty unfair mm -hmm. thing to do. Um, and I also, something that Jonah said that really struck with me was you felt like you were under fire in these conversations. And I think another important thing, which is so hard, but another important thing is to communicate and make sure they believe you, that it's okay to take a minute and absorb it and not actually answer in that moment if they mm. need some absorbing time. That is yeah. so fucking hard. I'm not, I won't lie to the listeners. <laughs> That's a great point. And I, I feel like even like in business and stuff like that, like sometimes when I need to have big conversations, we'll be like, are you in the headspace for a big conversation right now? Or yeah. are you in the headspace for good news, bad news, uh, to get to do some stuff? And I think you're right. But in these emotional conversations, we can fall so you can get so caught up in it. It's like why reality TV works or like The Bachelor works. It's like, you know, technically all those decisions they make, they should take fucking day alone and they'll process their thoughts before they in the moment decide to say that they're falling in love with someone or, you know, get into a fight over something serious. So I think that's a really good piece of advice. It's just Thanks. to allow yourself the uh, the opportunity to to say you can have a beat, and you know we don't need to do that right now. But here's how I'm feeling. Yeah, another like oh, go ahead, work. Oh, I was just gonna say something else that I think um, something Ali you just posted on the Finding Mr. Height Instagram that stuck with me and is something that you know from like reading Brene Brown and like being that girl. There is no like I want to say that like if you're in a situationship, there is no. It is not strong to not catch feelings and that like there is strength in standing in your emotional needs and like it is okay and encouraged that when you spend time with somebody and are physical with them, you feel something and like that's a great yeah. like thing about the human experience that like it's okay to declare you have. Yeah. Totally I think so. Agree. So often we try and pretend that we don't have a feeling for someone when we really do and and that's what leads to so much anxiety and stress and discomfort and then like eventually a downward spiral because we haven't been able to be open and honest and and explore those for what they are yeah or we think that whoever cares less wins mm -hmm. and i like works at a game of chicken earlier i think that is the biggest game of chicken of if i care less than this person then i have won and i actually think it is the exact opposite because it takes a lot of strength to care about someone yeah Someone very unwise once told me that the one who cares the least has the most control. <laughs> and uh, don't listen to that person. <laughs> um, anyway. And then we tweeted that and then we almost got canceled for saying control. And that's that story. Oh, did, I forgot oh, about that. No. <laughs> and then Jonah deleted Twitter forever. Yeah. I, Twitter for me is completely dead. Although I'm back on Twitter oh, now. I haven't been on Twitter for years. It is blissful. Congratulations. I get all my news from Twitter. I do too. Um. Well, we have some great advice for people, uh, you know, in our last sort of like 10-ish minutes here, we love to provide our listeners with advice. 
Um, so we have some listener situations, and then we'll get into some listener questions. Um, start with listener situation number one. Guy and I talk for hours every day for eight months. He wants to get physical, but no relationship. What? How, how did you end up in this situation? <laughs> Some of these things we don't get all the details, but this is, this we, is we have this experience as well. Yeah. How I we actually Someone, have a very experience where we didn't have enough information and the person DM'd me this like very long explanation and then it all made sense. So Yeah, that yeah. happens often. How did this happen? How did we get here? But I've been there. Hold on, hold on. For eight months. Hold on, hold on. Ali, I'm curious to hear the rest of what you're gonna say, because I have I actually think you're gonna say what I perhaps am also pondering. Can you do you have I I'm wondering how it's been that long with first of all get physical so they've been talking for hours every day platonically feels confusing but I maybe also, the pandemic has something to do with that maybe maybe but but I guess I'm just wondering why why this person has waited 8 months why are we only hearing this story now why has it been <laughs> Eight months. Of, Why now? Why this firm? Yes, like talking all of this time, but we haven't said a word about what we want during that whole time. Yeah, I. I mean, there, there. I don't think there is a chance for a happy ending in this situation, unless you kind of call it off and say, like, look, like I really like talking to you, and I like you, and I would want this to go somewhere. But if you don't, then we should stop doing what we're doing now before one of us gets hurt. And if you later change your mind, great. I just want to protect our friendship. Or plot twist, the happy ending is that this person walks away from something that's not serving them and finds something that is. Let's go. I love that, Allie. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Next. That's the answer. That's what what if we have different that's definitions of... I managed to. What if we have different definitions of what being boyfriend-girlfriend means? I actually Talk almost about brought this up earlier. Because, yeah, I talk about it. But, like, what's the difference? Do we think there's a difference between being exclusive and being boyfriend-girlfriend? There is. Oh, this is I a great story. there is. This is a great story for us. A couple episodes ago, I was making a case that there was a difference between being exclusive and being a boyfriend-girlfriend. Alana vehemently disagreed with me. And she's like, there's not. What's the difference? There's, it's all on tape. And then, cut to a couple episodes later, which is actually awesome, Alana comes back describing her new exclusivity relationship with this guy that's not her boyfriend and i was like wait alana is that funny a couple episodes ago you said there was no such thing that there was no there was a they're, they're the same and she was like no now i see what the difference is between the two things and um if you don't mind i'll just quickly say speak on behalf of seeing other people to yeah. us the difference between boyfriend girlfriend and being exclusive is basically about sharing your life with somebody and being a partner to them in the way that you can be the best partner so you know being exclusive is you're the only person I'm kissing. You're the only person I'm sleeping with. And like, there's things that are kind of coming with that. But there's no like loyalty or um, bonus features of like having to meet parents or having to be there emotionally for like major life events or all the things that come with the duties of being a boyfriend or girlfriend. Then that's what the difference is. Once you get to boyfriend, girlfriend, I'm sharing my life with you. We're, we're doing this together. We're more, we're more partners in crime. It's the emotional support for me. Hmm. No, but for real, I, yeah. And, and what happened, what made me realize it was when he brought up being exclusive, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But in that moment, was I ready to like 
consider this guy my person where like if I was upset about something, he was the person I'd call or like if he was upset about something, I would drop everything to pick up the phone and make sure he was okay. And like, no, at that point I wasn't. But knowing that we were exclusive, knowing that he was committing to committing, committing to committing to me and me being the only person for him and having that step just even knowing that allowed me to then get a little deeper and and open up more and become more comfortable to get to that point of like, Oh yes. Like I want, like this guy is my boyfriend. Hmm. Yeah. Rourke, you have a similar POV on that, don't you? Yeah. I was going to say, I think Jonah, actually you pretty much articulated my thoughts where um, to me it has to do with exclusivity is like, we're just going to see this through without bringing in sort of other people to cloud our emotional judgment about how I feel about this interaction. And then Alana, as you said, like for it's the accountability for me that I'm accountable to this person and need to sort of show up more um, than I would have for somebody I was exclusively dating. Awesome. That makes yeah. sense. Me, I'm a boy. Yeah. But I'm very amenable to the argument that it's a distinction without a difference. I'm amenable to that. Love. Love that for us. Um, (laughs) uh, Always texting with each other, yet only makes time to see me one time every two weeks. Interested or no? It depends. Always texting, but only makes time to see me once every two weeks. Is that like his one day off or hers? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know the parties. Um, we don't know the, the gender. Okay. Uh, we also, yeah, you know, these are tough. I don't know. It might be job related. Can I, let's just assume that perhaps the job is not a factor, that it's a seemingly normal job. Do you think this person is leaning this person on with this once every two week hangout? Or can you care about someone and still only see them once every two weeks? I would say both. Like mm. you, you can, care, <laughs> you can care about someone and only yeah. see them once every two weeks. But I think the, the question here is whether that is enough for this person who has written in. Which it, clearly if they're writing this in, it's not. It's not. Yeah. We, we have the answer. It's not enough. But I think there's, I mean, we're back to communication. There's like a, maybe this other person wants a relationship or situationship or whatever, where they only have that once every two weeks commitment. And that's great Mm. for them. And they care about you, but that's great. But that's what they want to do. Yeah. I I like that. I mean, I I got some, I got some fire once for only seeing someone once a week, but it was like a very, that's kind of like how I am early on when I'm seeing somebody is like once a week is like what I can make happen. And I, I don't think there should be anything wrong with that, but I think in some worlds, it's not enough for people. Um, I will say, Jonah, on your calendar, I do see that in the busiest week of your life right now that you're going through, you did make time for dinner with future wife. So I was very That's proud correct. of that. I, ha- I have to. Yeah, I had to. And it's like I had to move. It was supposed to be last night. Now it's tonight. And like I, I am taking a call. My walk over to see her. But I like really wanted to prioritize at least one night, you know, where we get to hang out. Um, That's awesome. But I yeah, got it. Got to do that. You know, I always have trouble figuring out what to get my mom for Mother's Day, but this year I'm not going to because the lovely John Renee have a a wide selection of products over at MindsetWellnessCBD.com, which is, of course, our lovely sponsor, but a bunch of things that are going to make great gifts for Mom's Day. A lot of stuff on their website you can go check out. I'm probably going to get my mom like the Focus 
or the calm gummies uh, because, you know, she just moved to New York and having these things can help sort of just get her at peace with the new, you know, city and all the energy that comes with that. She's coming from LA, so very zen to more sort of hectic, maybe get her the Mindset Wellness CBD rest gummies, which I famously love, and she can enjoy those. But we do have a code for you. So you know the people, 10% off and free shipping. Mindset Wellness CBD. I did it right. And they make really great stuff. And they're our sponsor and we love them. And it's a great Mother's Day gift. Very easy. Swipe up, go check them out. And we appreciate their support. See you next time. Back to the episode. Um, So we did an episode a couple weeks ago. Things guys wish girls knew and girls wish guys knew. We wanted to ask you two, what is something that you wish guys understood about women or vice versa when it comes to dating? Rick, you go. Oh God, how dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, I wish they, I mean, this is universal. Oh God, this is too universal. This probably isn't answering your question. Um, I wish people would not paint the next person they date with the brush of the last person they dated. Ooh. Very good. I love Very that. Very good. That yeah, I like insightful. that too. Thank you. Oh, shit. It's my turn. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love that too, Rourke. Um, I think that I wish that that both – this is true of both genders, but I think that yeah. I wish that people wouldn't group all people within one gender as the same. And that's not because of other people they've dated per se, but I think just sort of – stereotypes of that like oh because she's a woman she must want this Hmm. because he's a guy he must want this i hear that a lot like oh well no man wants to commit or like oh well all girls want a boyfriend and that's just not true love that i the one that we hear you know and that like i've tried to understand like all guys just want to do is have sex and like move on and it's like that's could not be the biggest like that's literally the biggest myth because like none of my guy friends were always like sex is exhausting like it's emotionally a lot of effort like no and not only that it's like i just kind of want to cuddle and watch a movie like i just kind of want someone to hold (laughs) and like so this you know it's just maybe that was like the 90s and we were just did an episode where i was like it's like american pie it's like people think all you know it's not like that it's just not and um but I do. I love that, um, Allie. Um, ignore my random rant about how guys just aren't in it for sex. But that's... No, but I think that's so true. Or like when I talk about attachment styles, and I don't know if you guys have talked about that at all on the podcast, but like there's a lot of different ones. But the two biggest ones are avoidant and anxious. Mm. And I think that people often attach avoidant attachment to men and anxious attachment to women. Yes. And it's just not gendered that way. And I think we can get into a lot of trouble when we make assumptions like that. Agreed. Totally agree. Um, great. So for the next one, we do have a listener email. So a little more specific. We'll get some more context in the situation. Alani, you want to take it away? All right. I matched with a guy on Bumble last month. He lives in another city, but is moving here in a few weeks. The last time he was in town, we met for drinks and had a great time. We kissed at the end of the night. A few days later, he said he felt serious energy between us, and I definitely felt the same. Since we matched and even after the date, we've talked every day. Last weekend, he just stopped texting. I gave it a few days, nothing. So I reached out asking if he was okay. He responded, hey, I am. Sorry for the fall off. How are you? I responded, but I never heard back. He had told me he has depression and anxiety and tends to shut people out when he feels overwhelmed. 
He lives in Minneapolis and there's obviously a lot going on there right now. And he's planning a move. Should I just leave it be? Do I wait until he moves here to reach out again? I don't know what to do. There's a lot going on in that email. I think without speaking to somebody with mental health who we do not know, um, I think that if somebody has communicated something like that to you and you've tried to reach out and they haven't really reciprocated, I think you need to respect that in that moment. Mm-hmm. In the sense that they shouldn't reach out or that they should reach out? Well, she did twice. Yeah, but so you're saying she shouldn't reach out again um, at all? I don't think so. Yeah. What about a, a message of just like thinking of you, hope your week is going well, like text me when you're, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> a, a good morning text, Alana? Is that what Shut you're up, Jonah. <laughs> Hey, I started getting those ever since mentioning it on that episode. By the so. way, I, and I've gotten a lot of messages about people saying that they agree with my side of things, which is that it's a creepy text to send. If I've, got a, t- like I've got a TikTok for you guys. Person, <laughs> Please share. about this is I, I will send it I will send, send it on the, I'll okay. send it over email or Instagram but um Ali I agree that she I think that there's absolutely a reason to just sort of like end it here and let let it lie um especially with the mental health information I think that Alana to maybe like split the difference to bring in what you were saying a little bit the only way I think to approach that is to address it very directly and say I know you've let me know this about yourself is what's best for you right now. If, if we just, you know, if I don't reach out anymore, does that feel like the right thing right now? If so, let me know. I gladly will respect what your needs are. Like, I think that's the only thing like you can say, I don't think you can do like a fishing expedition of like, yeah, how, how are you doing? Yeah. That's fair. And and I I like that you said that. And I think for somebody who is similar to me, who like, I know I would be sitting there anxious every day being like, is it like, did I do something is like, is I would just be creating a million scenarios in my head. So for somebody who's similar to me, I would need to send a text like that, just to kind of calm myself and get an answer that I can have from him not created by my brain. Well, that's why, and this situation became a little bit different for me because of the information he provided to her about how he handles things. But that's why I do these like text scripts on my Instagram where I tell people how to address certain situations. That's why I tell people to call out people who've ghosted them. Mm -hmm. Because I think exactly what you said, I think it's super healthy to practice setting boundaries. I think it's not even about closure per se, but about denormalizing that behavior that that's super shitty that you did that to me. You shouldn't do that. But the reason that I hesitated is because of that nugget that, right. that she included. Yeah. Which Wait, it, it is a good on. thing that I, he did communicate that. Ali, do you advise people to call people out for ghosting them? A hundred percent. Yes. And what is, and what is, what is the, like the language that you encourage and apologies for my, I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that in my research, but what, what is the advice that you give? Is it to it? Cause it's not to it. It's not to like attack them for this. Or is it like... I'm pulling up my text script note in my phone. Perfect. So it is... It's one of my first ones. When you've been ghosted. Hi, Blank. I'm taking your silence to mean that you're no longer interested in seeing each other. I'm disappointed I didn't hear that from you directly, and I hope you'll consider treating the next person with more respect. I'm looking to date someone with good communication, and I'm sure they will be too. 
Oh that's shit. A, that's that's a great and do, when do we advise someone to declare it a ghosting? So I have a flow chart. Um, yep. I am not kidding. Obsessed with the I know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a flowchart, yeah. and I I think it's one of the most fun powerpoints I ever made in my life. And I think that it is ghosting if you have either been on a date or had a date scheduled. And by had a date scheduled, I mean like we're going to go to this place at this time, like very clearly defined. Not hey, we should hang out. Like that doesn't count. Don't get me wrong. Not responding to somebody with if you don't have a date scheduled is still rude. But that's the other part of the flowchart. So that has to have happened. And then you also have had to reach out. It is not ghosting if you went out with somebody and you never said anything and neither did they. Hard agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huge. Is it, wait, so the going out plans, so you're saying if they cancel plans that it's a ghosting or you're saying if they don't show up or you're saying if they just don't follow up? If they don't follow up. So if you had a plan for a date or if you went on a date and then you reach out to them and they just straight up don't respond to you. Copy. No, and for how many days do we go until it's inappropriate? So that's where I have a harder time setting a definitive timeline because I think different people have different cadences of communication that feels normal to them. So this might be somebody that you talk to once a week. And in that case, it would take a while, a week or maybe longer before it would be abnormal. Mm. There so could it's also- relative to the to the yeah. pentameter that you've created with this person. Yeah, because there could also be the guy that you're texting back and forth with all day, every day, or this person who's talking to this man for hours for eight months. Yeah. If he doesn't reply to her for a day, he probably ghosted <laughs> or yeah. something happened. Um. Wow. Okay. That's, I mean, here's a fun fact. We're going to have to do this again. Uh, to go over this ghosting pipeline because I think there's that's a whole episode. Well, um, we can talk about that when you come on our pod. Perfect. Oh yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, well, thank you both so much for joining us. Um, as everyone hopefully knows, this was like the by far the most requested podcast collab. Like, I was blown away. Did you guys tell people to write that? I was about to say, should I should I confess here that I Did you? had some behind? Yeah, I used my close friends. <laughs> well, you were all right. Like, you guys were already on my list anyway. But that was just like a little like push over the edge. <laughs> I uh, and after you guys posted that, I had so many people. Actually, people that aren't even in my close friend story that just did it on their own. But I, yeah, undercover marketing, guerrilla marketing. Am I not on your, that's why I didn't know you, you put on your close friends. I'm not on your close friends. Oh my God. Wait a second. Are you too just in a situation, Have you not DTR'd? I, as I was saying that story, I was, okay, so listen. Not on your close friends list? Okay, so one of the, one of the, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. One of the beefs that I have with close friend stories is that you have to actively add people to them and New in Ali, you're not getting out of this one. We're all here. No, this is fair. It's fair. It's fair. That like I have like a I have like a secret Instagram that's like my personal Instagram that Uh, is not related to this in any way. Yes. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on the show. Please point our listeners in the best way they can listen to more and watch more of your work. So we are at Finding Mr. Height on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Our podcast is called Finding Mr. Height, the podcast, um, which you can find our podcast homepage at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. And we have like searchable of all our episodes and you can ask us questions. Amazing. Did I miss anything? She's better at the marketing than I am. No, that was great. It was perfect. 
Well, <laughs> you both are killing it. We really appreciate your time and your insight. Good, some good conversations, some good debate here on the show. I think this is what we're here for. And um, we appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. We'll see you. And as you are closing out of your podcast app or going to listen to Finding Mr. Height, make sure to go to your, your Instagram and check your close friends list. Review who's on it. Make sure the right people are there. Make sure you've taken off the people who have ghosted you. And with that, have a great day. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you.